walk into this room at your own risk, because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. It has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Week 66, 7 hours 45 minutes to Doomsday. Sandworm and someone's right. Hang on. Is that Vanessa? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, like, so Dr. Vanessa of the VD Clinic, CDC, Purge of Baz's Disease, Vanessa. Yes, the uh, the one and the same. I mean, I, I'm telling you, this, the sandworms, what I've been getting around on lately, I, I was reluctant at first, but actually I have to say, pretty reliable mode of transportation. Okay, and probably a lot safer than the subway. Um, sometimes, sometimes, and also surprisingly less smelly. Well, and look, that's always a win in anyone's book. Less smelly is a good thing. Right. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, you got enough smells out here in the middle of wasteland. Well, see, and you would have noticed since you were here last, not so much wasteland is just nothingness. There's just space. Yeah, yeah, things have certainly changed quite a bit. I mean, it's there was some sort of just portal, a time portal that rip in a wall, at, and all of a sudden, yeah, I'm here back with, the, like I said, with the sandworms, and yeah, things completely changed. Cool. So, look, um, have a seat. Make yourself at home. Sure. Um, you know, why not? You, you've been busy, clearly. You, you look a bit tired and a little parched. Um, you know what? Put your feet up. And um, let's watch a movie. Okay, sure, I could go for that. Never going to complain. Sure. Now, last time, I'm pretty sure we watched The Vampire Lovers, which was uh, which was a lot of fun. Oh, of course. Absolutely. And, and I vaguely remember that one of the key themes of that film was, well, was boobs. Oh, well, how could you forget that boobs were a key thing of that film? Well, you know, it's one of the things I live for, and... If I remember rightly, um, one of the great purveyors of boobs was uh, Jim Wynorski. Well, certainly, certainly, that's uh, one way of putting it. <laughs> so, you know what, let's watch a Jim Wynorski classic right now. The Lost Empire, 1984. Seeking revenge, Officer Angel Wolf, her Native American friend White Star, and outlaw Heather infiltrate a fortified island where an undead wizard and his evil cult force captured women to take part in gladiatorial tournaments. A daring robbery. A stolen jewel. An ancient curse that may alter the destiny of the world. Find him, get him. The Lost Empire. Three amazing women join forces to battle a supernatural demon at his hidden island fortress. Strange experiments. Secret powers. Shadowy devils bent on taking control of the entire planet. You're a dead man. Now. 
three outstanding warriors. Two mighty creatures. One incredible adventure. Get ready to meet your mega wolf. Classic Returns, The Lost Empire. As mentioned earlier, the movie we are watching is The Lost Empire, directed by Jim Wynorski, best known for being my close personal friend on Facebook, and such classics as Dino Croc vs. Super Gator, Chopping Mall, and my favourite, The Bear Winch Project. Any of those uh, favourites of yours, Vanessa? Oh, absolutely. I Certainly, uh, Chopping Mall I could watch any day of the week, but... There, there, there are plenty. I mean, you know, you have not of this earth. Go on. I mean, the list can go on. Ah, with Tracy Lords in not of this earth. Yes, exactly. That is a top movie. That one. I watched that <laughs> just recently, actually. And uh, strangely enough, there were a lot of similar effects in that movie than there are in this one. Now, right. Speaking of the people in this movie, uh, it starred Melanie Vince as Angel Wolf, best known for, of course, this movie, some TV. And, of course, having a very particular screen presence <laughs> and uh, owning a lot of jumpsuits. A lot of jumpsuits. With visible panty line. Yeah. I just thought I'd point that out. I <laughs> couldn't help it. See, I, I think with a jumpsuit, you've only got a couple of choices. You either go completely commando or you just fully embrace the panty line. I, I, I say you go commando. Mm, yeah. See, or you wear a G-string. Yeah, see, you, you G it up. Um, that in itself, of course, has some challenges. But, you know, <laughs> as, as we learned later, it, well, it does. You know, no one likes to fully floss. Um, I think in the prison scene, uh, I'm fairly confident everyone was commando. But we'll talk about that a bit later. Right. At Raven De La Croix as White Star, best known for Russ Meyer's Up, appearing as Miss Anatomical in 1983's Screwballs, and as herself in the subtly titled Between My Breasts 5. Boobies! Well, she certainly has a lot of breasts, even though there are she, only two she does. of them. Oh, even though there are only two of them. Mm, but I think she makes the most of them. <laughs> um, that is putting it mildly. Indeed. And of course, Angela Ames as Heather McClure, best known for being honey in BJ and the Bear. Mrs. Klumpner in Bachelor Party, and Miss Vanders in, of course, Chopping Mall. Yeah. And um, and chewing gum in this movie. Chewing, chewing a lot of gum. Chewing a lot of gum. Wow. I wonder how much her jaw hurt after every single day's work. Yeah. I don't know. Probably that they weren't focused that much on how her jaw felt. Uh, no. <laughs> I couldn't be. Bath and 
masochist, an anarchistic arsonist, manic depressive goddess, and she gets worse when she gets worse. All I'm saying is she needs psychiatric care. She swallowed razor blades in truth or daring. All I'm saying is, hey, give her a break. You won't know that we've all made mistakes. So what? So what? First impressions count. So, as mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm sensing a bit of a theme with this movie, and, and I feel that it, uh, well, let's be honest, it's boobs. Oh, it's definitely boobs. I mean, the, the opening shot of Cleavage really gave it away. <laughs> um, and there is nothing mild about it. No, no, no. It, you know, I think Jim fully embraced the fact that, you know what, uh, I'm going to do some fairly questionable stuff here in terms of racial stereotyping and uh, mild racism. I might as well just go full in and just expose everyone to the stuff that I really love. True, true. Yeah. And, and on that note, what was that woman doing in Chinatown, do you think? Because it, it just seemed very strange. I think she was a decoy. Yeah. I think she was there to cause trouble. Yeah. Well, look, she certainly distracted the owner who obviously forgot how cash worked. <laughs> and um, how credit cards work. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just watching the gun. Neither of those things are supposed to go together. <laughs> I remember those old credit card machines. <laughs> They're not supposed to yeah, work me like too. that. <laughs> no, you don't click clack on the cash. It just doesn't work. But look. Nope. Nope. Uh, and I think she got a bargain too, by the way, because she oh. just went, here's money. And he went, okay. But she also had, here's boobs. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, they distract you with my hypnotic boobs. Uh, <laughs> well, boobs usually are hypnotic. <laughs> well, look, I've got to be honest. I, I have, yes, I have lost hours. Not going to lie. Um, speaking of lost hours, the, the, uh, the soundtrack. Do you think it was synthy enough? Do you think it was 80s enough? Well, I was going to say, you know, it's a requirement of every 80s soundtrack to be either super synth or super saxophone or both. And this provided both. Oh, yes. Yeah. You can't, you have to have the sax solos. You've got to have a sax solo. And I, I think the only movie that really focuses more on sax solo is The Devil's Honey. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you've, have you seen The, the Devil's Honey? Yes. Yeah, and, you know, that that brought, well, Saxon Bush to a whole new level. Well, <laughs> have, you, have you gone to a, a scary place, Vanessa? Have you gone no, away? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, there was just a moment of silence where I thought, Vanessa's got that in her head now. She's just picturing it. I got, like, di- I got, I got distracted. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just going, who do I know that has a saxophone? Um <laughs> Now, uh, on a completely unrelated note, um, S&M Ninjas. Thank they, you. They were... I think I've seen those clothes in a sex shop. Yeah, uh, the only thing they were missing were a ball gag, really. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it's just... I, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a fan of ninjas, but I've never seen ninjas that, yeah, look like they should come with extra straps and possibly a collar and chain. And maybe a bridle and saddle. Oh, that see that could be it. They're actually pony boy ninjas. Yes, that's a thing. Well, you do have the cowboy thing going on for part of this. Oh, <laughs> and the well, the Native American. What we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. Well, oddly enough, um, can we talk a little about racial stereotypes? I didn't know the word kimosabi could sound more racist than it sounded on an episode of a 1950s uh, The Lone Ranger. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, she could have only gone a little bit further if she'd uh, gone red-skinned and, like, literally fully make-uped up. That would have pushed it right over the edge. And the thing is, she actually is Native American, the actress. Uh, that's what uh, that's what made it worse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I'm going, surely, surely there's like, part of you just cringing on the inside. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, no. It doesn't no, make it okay. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't make it okay. In the same way that it doesn't make it okay that the Asian children in Chinatown was Wong's and 
and and then the yeah then the asian detective looked like an asian version of colonel sanders <laughs> yeah yeah and his name was charlie chan yes which is just, no chang wrong. chang chang charlie chang that's right they yeah tried to Close change enough. it but not really <laughs> no, that, no, that, there was no trying. There was no trying to change it. Listen, I think Jim just went, you know what? I'm going to offend everybody. Just why stop now? Right. Now, we get three fairly uh, spectacular introductions to our main characters. Um, Look, I, I've got to say that I, I think the final one in the prison is my personal favourite. But what about you? Um... I've got to go with the Native American because <laughs> she has some of the funniest little asides and is, I feel like, laughing too much to the camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of fourth wall just straight into it like, yeah, uh, uh. I know. I love that. but And that is what helps yep. this movie, certainly. Oh, yes. Look, it was quite clear that it didn't take itself too seriously. And no. Really, how, how, how could you? Um, now, speaking of things that are quite serious, who doesn't love leather and fringes? I mean, oh, come on. Oh, my. No. God, no. They should be banned. No. And as, oh. a for, and as a former costumer, this drives me bananas. <laughs> They're just <laughs> terrible. They're terrible. Oh, but but she wore it with such like pride. She had well, three outfits. She had black fringes, white fringes, and fluffy. Well, well, I was gonna say she was wearing, she was rocking the swan look before Bjork did in mm. one in one scene. Yeah, completely. Yeah, that and see now I'm not gonna get the image of Bjork in that outfit or even Raven in Bjork's outfit ever again. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna get banned from the park. Um, <laughs> bothering the swans. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, that, there was there was a lot of bothering. Do you know anyone that actually owns a bearskin rug, even a faux bearskin rug? I did, yes. Yeah. Now, look, I don't know much, but I'm fairly confident that anyone that does <laughs> own one knows it's not something you're going to have sex on. I I don't want to think about it in the context of who, who I know that had it. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to think about that person having having sex on it. And that, look, that, exactly. That, let's Fam be honest. Certain family members you don't want to think about in any yeah. way like that. Let, let, let's not think about grandma just rubbing one out. That's just a bit weird. Um, but, granted, but again, look. I mean, granted, I grew up in Alabama, but no, I'm not that no, family. No. I'm not that family. Yeah. No, you're not that far in Alabama. Um, but, but again, you know, look, no no sane person has sex on, on anything with fur. Oh, yeah. Because it's just, it's just gross. It's bad enough when you have a lot of cat or dog hair around. Uh, it, it turns up in the strangest places. Yes. It's worse than having sex on a beach, though. I will say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the only thing that gets into more weird places is glitter. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And unfortunately, every time you get glitter on yourself, everyone naturally assumes that it came from a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know. Sure. If it didn't, then. It was okay. someone who had this silvery jumpsuit. That's what it was. She went to went to a hospital. I was really sick, and she came in with a little silver jumpsuit. And again, that outfit for the hospital. Oh my god, my brother's been injured. I'll get my most sparkly jumpsuit. Oh my god, I was thinking the same thing. I'm just gonna. She had throw time this. to do her hair. I'm just everything. Throw this on. It's something casual. Yeah, this this is just my my just popping out jumpsuit. Well, she um, was popping out of it, that's for sure. Well, yeah, and again, she's going to a hospital, you know, to see her sick brother. I'm sure her brother doesn't want to see that. Well. Um, again, unless in we hope, Alabama. We hope, um, we, hope, we hope not, but. Some families are closer than others. Exactly. Um, getting as far away from that thought as possible, do you think anyone can just buy an island and live like a king? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I've thought about it. I mean, you know, if you go by James Bond movie logic. Exactly. Yes. See, now, interestingly enough, the intro to this movie did have a bit of a Bond feel to it. Just the, the roaming roaming, uh, roaming bullet hole there before it sent it in on 
well, cleavage. Um, well, and did and certainly the uh, evil lair of whatever mysterious island looked like something sh- could have been right out of Doctor No or mm. uh, what's his name, Scaramanga. Ah, the man with the golden gun. Exactly. Like, just pick one. Pick one. <laughs> they all just fucking look the same. Just, that's right. The Pacific is full of evil lairs. I'm sure of it. <laughs> exactly. And I think if you have enough money, maybe you could go buy one and, yeah, rule like a king or queen. Or, or queen. What, what You know, whatever monarchy setup you want to have. Call yourself what you like. You're in charge. Why not? Sure. Now, speak, speaking of being in charge... I think this is the only time I've seen a prison where I've gone, I want to go there. Well, you look at it and you're like, well, of course we need a women in prison movie scene. And, <laughs> you know, and I said, well, okay, at least I needed that women in prison movie scene. I mean, mm. I can, can't speak for everyone else, but, you know, I certainly did. Well, look, I've got to be honest. I was there going, no, I'm, I'm all for it. I fully support and and feel they uh, – they were empowered, and um, you know, obviously, there was a fairly loose uniform rule. Oh, of course, of course. And look, I'm just going to say it: there was a lot of camel toe. Um, yeah, that is definitely true. You know, I'm not saying it like it's a bad thing. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I just went, okay. Obviously, jumpsuits aren't the only things that ride up. I just try I'm trying to put camel toe out of my mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, you know you, you know you don't want to. It's just not comfortable. It's just not comfortable. That's why I'm trying to put it out of my mind. Yeah, and you know what? It doesn't matter who you are, whether it's a camel toe or a moose knuckle. It's not comfortable for anyone, whether seeing it or having it. Tell me what you learned and keep it nice. I think one of the most important things that I got from this was that magic, violence, and boobs can all coexist if you don't think too hard. That's true. Because C- there were random things that happened that were, you know, magical, like the the um, the shaman that just magically disappeared, and you know the the eye that just magically floated around that no one paid any attention to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I mean all I can say is beware of blinking serpent's eyes. Like how did I they know. miss that? Yeah, worst cops ever, right? <laughs> well, pretty much. It's a crime scene. It's a crime scene. They're in there, there's tape there, and there's this blinking no one touches it. No one touches it. That's just like, yeah. you know, and then it sets fire to uh to her bag, which I thought was a bit rude, really. 
speaking of the island, um, was it just me or do you, do you think one of the key requirements for obviously getting onto the island was to have a reasonable amount of breasts? Um, I, I think that actually, I think that's actually a safe bet because, you know, you, you're going to go through the rigorous training of the jumping jacks and those outfits. So, of course, you had to have larger breasts. You know, you had to fill everything out properly so it looked right on camera. Yeah. Just the right jiggle factor. Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm, the part of me wants to know what, what, the, what the actual casting was like for that. Can you do jumping jacks? All right. No. And, I'm sorry, and not can, Thanks. Can you do them or will you do some sort of martial arts without a bra? Because there is a certain amount of that in this movie. And I'm sorry, no woman ever would be doing that without a bra. Especially having the breast size of, especially having the breast size of these women. Yes. Well, it's, look, I'm, I'm an A cup at best, but um, even for me, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. Okay, well, I, I'm a little bigger than okay, more than a little bigger than an A cup, but sure, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I speak from experience as well. Exactly. Look, as I said, I mine shouldn't be an A cup, but they are. Um, now, speaking of things that look good, no one looks that good in the morning. No one wakes up that fresh with their makeup, that good with their hair, that nice. Well, it goes to the fact of no woman sleeps like that in full makeup, regalia, with hair, whatever, in a bra. Maybe her underwear yes. on. Maybe her underwear on, but not a bra. Come on. No. I don't buy it. And <laughs> Not a not an un, not an underwire bra. It's not comfortable. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> you sound like you speak from experience on that. <laughs> Look, you know I can't say too much, <laughs> but no one likes being poked with an underwire. All right, no one. It's just it oh, doesn't no. matter how pretty it makes you feel. No one wants to be poked with an underwire. True, that is true. And um, it, it is in. <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, you've got to prepare yourself for the for the following day. But just sort of just lying back there, just mostly exposed. It was almost like she was inviting the spider to walk up her. Well, and then the fact that she act like, oh, robot spiders are just an everyday occurrence. <laughs> mm. <laughs> How many of these yeah, things I, yeah, I do just, you encounter? Yeah. Like, like, oh, no big deal. Yeah, it's I, happened I just to me smashed before. it into my sheets. Yeah, it, it's it's leaked everywhere. Oh, forget it. I'm just gonna roll over and go back to sleep. It's like what? Just crazy. Yeah. Now earlier I mentioned that maybe the ninjas needed to be on chains, but um, do you think every island fortress needs a killer ape on a chain? Well, it certainly makes for a fun uh, little bonus later on when you have to have an uh, obstacle and get past. Hmm. I mean, and honestly, monkeys and apes do really make everything better. What? That's exactly <laughs> it. Um, you know, if this movie could have had bacon as well, that would have been it. It would have pushed it completely over the top. True. Because everything's better with a bit of bacon. Unless, of course, you know, that's not your thing. Um, one of the things that I, I thought was quite interesting that apparently um, costumes for fighting to the death and 80s porn are amazingly similar. You know, that's absolutely correct. And, I mean, you know, you even have the character, one character here, when they're going to leave to go to this mysterious island, you know, she's even like, okay, can we, are we taking our vibrators? <laughs> like, that's a travel necessity. <laughs> and it sounds like this is getting ready to lead up to some sort of 80s porn. Yeah, I, I know, right? I mean, I wouldn't, I, mean, I, would, I wouldn't be opposed to it, don't get me wrong, but it's just very interesting. Have we cut a mm. scene from a different movie to get, <laughs> together with the, you know, have we put two films together to make one? Mm. I, I don't think Jim's above doing it, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, he, he did make The Hills Have Thighs, after all. Well, that is true. Mm. And, yes. Um... Look, I don't know about you, but um, I felt a bit weirded out when Sindo, yes, Dr. Sindo, or Sindu, uh, exposes himself to Raven and, and says, behold the Gorgon. Now, I've got a <laughs> lot of names for my junk, but the Gorgon is not one of them. Uh, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a, I mean, is that really what you want to convey? Do you want someone mm. to be turned to stone so that they can't move? <laughs> 
Well, look, I, I understand there's fetishes for that, and uh, I think Court Psyop knows better than most. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. What are you trying to say here? Yeah. Is it multi-headed like a bunch of snakes in Medusa's hair? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, see. Well, he did have a big snake that he kept, you know, playing with. Maybe well, that's it. That's that is true. Mm. Uh, and I mean, you know, I've got to be honest. Um, your your average uh, your average member is not the most attractive thing. You know, last chicken in the shop and all that. But yeah, I I don't think I'd go as far as to say it's the gorgon. Yeah, that's a that's a certainly a, a new phrase on me. Yeah, yeah, you know. Anyway. Either way, it's probably going to have your eye out. Now, um, <laughs> Dr. Sindo, <laughs> Dr. Sindo, he was the tall man. The tall man from, obviously, you know, the whole series of Phantasm movies. Do you think he was actually doing double duty? And that's the reason he was on the island, to, to get people to go to the other planet or whatever it was that they had in the Phantasm movies. It could be, could be. I mean, you know, he's got to expand his franchise out of that little town where he lives, you know, mm. where the Phantasm movies. I mean, you only have such a, a, a limited population there. At least, so, so why not this, import them in? Right, exactly. And especially, obviously, they're an easy trip from LA. So, you know, bigger yeah. population, it I'm could. guessing. And he's also obviously yeah. financially expanded at that point that he has his own private jet. I mean, seriously, yeah. he, he's franchising at uh, this uh, point. Absolutely. The only thing missing were the, the little Jawas that he had. And maybe okay. maybe they were the ones running the machines. That's what it is. Well, See, or two movies or, as one. Or maybe they just were pulling, like, a glamour on you and they were actually the guards that you see on the island. I mean, they were wearing robes that were matching. That is true. So it could have just been an illusion. It could have been just an illusion and they were actually really smaller creatures. Right. See, that makes perfect sense because we do know that how much magic actually happened in this movie for no apparent reason. And how did the white guy FBI agent know so fu- so fucking much about it? Yeah, I know. I felt like he he was some sort of inside spy. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was his mustache. He, he, he inherited the, it's the the mustache that did it. He knew way too much. He did. He he did know a lot, and he well, he was pretty useless overall. <laughs> Let's be honest. R- well, in the end, yes. How would you like to try something a little different? This'll keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! 
My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. I'm sure you've got questions. Ask me anything. <laughs> that uh, does raise a lot of questions. This movie did raise a lot of questions. Um, you know, like, where would a prison be without a shower scene? Well, um, some of us would be disappointed, that's for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I think all of us would be. If you're watching a prison movie, there's an expectation that there will be a shower scene. At least one. At least one. And, you know, look, if we if you're really lucky, there's um there's a bit of work with the fire hose, but that's a very specific market. True. It's true. Now, I, I wanna ask you about Coro's eyebrows. What what was going on there? I wanted to ask you the same thing. Because I I'm very perplex I'm per I'm perplexed by them. I was perplexed because, look, I have almost no eyebrows for any number of reasons, and his were there and then gone and then back and then partially there and then gone and then fully back. And I was just like, I want to know how manly you have to be to control your eyebrows at that level. And they grew out awfully quickly, but they were always very – they were very contained. So, like, he was going to, like, obviously regular waxings or threadings to keep them contained, but they would not trim them lengthwise. Like, they were just completely, like – he became like Gandalf the wizard. He did. like Almost like he had a pair of, like, caterpillars living on his face. Thank you. It was very, very weird. It's very weird. And it's just – Particularly for a guy who was that bald. And I'm going, no other hair, but has magic control over his eyebrows. I know. It was very strange. Yeah. Now, speaking of hair, who, who kept doing Wolf's hair? It was curly. It was straight. It, I, was, it was impressive. It was absolutely it, it impressive. Was, I, I simply went, you know what? It's Farrah Fawcett level hair. Well, it's a unique, certainly 80s thing, and you're right. I mean, she had the different levels of her curls and the styling going on. I mean, how much hairspray and gel was in there, I don't even want to know. I mean, look, the 80s was all about the gel and the hairspray. And um, harking back to the prison fight, there was some, some pretty big hair in that fight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But all the better to hide, you know, weapons in. That that is true. You can hide a cutthroat in a in a big hair thing. I wouldn't know. I have no hair, but um, I understand it, it is uh, it is a way to do things. Now, one of the other things that that we we touched on the body search scene. It's okay. a good thing that no one was shy. Yeah. Well, I mean, they pretty much. I they pretty much. It's a given that they're going to not be shy at some point in, the, mm. in one of these movies. Yeah. But, you know, there was, like, laser dentistry and really awkward cavity searches and, I don't know, it just seemed a little over the top. Right, right. Well, and, you know, how many pieces of gum did the one have that she had to spit out? And stick on just random pieces of equipment. I know. I thought, I kind of, I thought that was a nice touch. It, It did make me wonder where she was keeping it, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, what the one thing I kept thinking when I was watching this was what was the leather budget? Because there was a lot of oh. leather in this movie. Yeah, see, I, I'm I'm going to call I'm going to say it was pleather. Pleather, you think? I'm going to say it was uh, Look, I think it was pleather because um and don't quote me on this, but I think pleather is a little bit more waterproof, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, a little bit more moisture resistant. Okay, sure. 
Sure. You know, if, if I've learnt nothing else from 80s porn is that pleather <laughs> is, uh, is, is wash, wipe and wear. That's true. It is. It is. It is true. Now. It's just there was an awful lot of it. There was. There was. And, you know, look, the, the, uh, obviously there was the initial fight to the death where he was wearing a full mask and that had horns on it and everything. And then, you know, we, we had FBI guys, um, giant pants at the end there. And there was, there was a lot of pleather. And, um, look, as I said, whatever gets you through the day, I say. It's got to be sweaty though. Yeah, and then, I mean, you know, the bikinis, all of mm. those, and uh, Raven's boots. <laughs> oh, those boots. Yes, you can never have too many fringes. White now, leather fringe white boots. Le- <laughs> yeah. I, I Look, I've got to be honest, I, I do remember a lot of girls wearing those during the 80s for various reasons. Not saying they were all strippers, just some of them. Um, now, White Star's fluffy bra. And stripper glitter. Is that the ultimate go-to-dinner outfit? Well, in in this world, apparently it is. Hmm. You know, like I said, I mean, she was rocking the swan look before Bjork. So... Yeah. And um, I very few people could get away with it. I mean, it's still atrocious, but she somehow gets away with it. She she definitely pulled it off. I don't know how, but she does. Hmm. I'm going with uh, boob hypnosis again. Well, I mean, as we see what the scene devolves into. Mm. You know, more films need, you know, snakes and nude ladies. They do. You can never have too much. Alice Alice Cooper taught us that. Your time is almost up, so give me your final thoughts. Now, obviously, you know, after being exposed to the Gorgon, uh, White Star is knocked out and she's left topless on the table. Do you think that pan shot was long enough to help us work out what was going on? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we could have had a longer shot, question mark. Maybe you know. I'm just suggesting you know, just just to be really sure that she was uh, she was asleep. I don't know, right? You know, you know, and look, she got the best of Mister Gropy when he came in, so I thought that was good. Mister Gropy is that his official character name? I'm gonna say it is because I I, I saw him come in and went Gropy. He just and- looked like a groper. Oh well, absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, that that is a, a battle for any man or woman, for that matter, to walk into a room and, and, and see see Raven like that and go, oh, just, just, I'll just uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say I'd win that fight. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Maybe wake her up first. 
Now, <laughs> moving away from, from, from me being awkward, um, Dr. Sindo had a face under his face under his face. I felt like it was a series of Scooby-Doo masks. Did, like, see, <laughs> that's what I had to... It was, it was basically like, I would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for you meddling kids and that dog. <laughs> or or may, maybe maybe we needed FBI guy to go, just run in and go, Shaggy! Um, I mean, he certainly was, <laughs> he, he was pretty dumb for being an FBI agent. He was the Scooby-Doo in this movie. He just <laughs> ran around like an idiot. Trying to hump stuff, you know that's what he did. And um, although I, obviously it was pretty hard to talk under the skull because the 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 dubbing that went with that was was not good. Was not good. Oh oh no, there was not some not so good dubbing. Yeah yeah, there's, there was a lot of just bah, 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 and just words over the top, uh, which ended of course with um having his skull head cut off and continuing to talk. Yeah, I mean, I really, I <laughs> seriously. It, 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 look, that's the point where it when it actually hit Scooby Doo level. It was just like exactly. just any minute now. Just if it were yes, exactly. Curse you! Uh, but I think we we're all distracted by the giant phallic laser. Well, that's that that goes without saying. Yeah, there, there was. There's no other way to describe that laser. It was. Just yeah, <laughs> an enormous penis, and it has yeah, to offset. Know. It has <laughs> to offset all the boobs in the movie. Yeah, do you think that's what it was? Jim went. You know what? What we really need is some just ridiculously masculine-looking symbol just to try and balance this out, and I don't know, keep somebody happy. And he went, I know a giant phallic laser that will solve everything. Maybe. You never can tell. You never can tell. And look, it did, you know, run amok and start, you know, firing off randomly. And, you know, that's pretty much on par for those kind of things. True. True. Well, you know, in my experience. Um, Now, we did mention it earlier, but like Rick and Wolf, they were dressed for porn. They were dressed for porn. I wouldn't have been surprised if, if Wolf had just stayed a little chained up. And just a bit of so many of these characters were dressed for porn. I was wait I was waiting for so many scenes to just go down that route. The music just needed to change a little bit. A little bit more bass, and that that would have done it. See, absolutely. It, uh, the the only thing that was missing was potentially Ron Jeremy. That would have made it full porn. Yeah. Yeah. The Hedgehog. He was in everything. Um, oddly enough, he was in a movie that I just watched called Alpha Girls, which is terrible. Um, <laughs> don't watch it. It's real. It's from 2013, and it's a terrible, terrible horror movie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Okay. Just that's a free one for you at home. Um, now, speaking of obviously. You know, stray lasers and people that are complete dicks. Prager, who was the uh, was the cop on duty, who turned out to be a bad guy, gets shot in the junk and catches fire. That was a pretty special moment. Yeah. It was just like, you know what? If anyone deserved it, it was Prager. It was him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He deserved to be shot in the junk and catch fire. Now, at the end of this movie, there's a slight hint that Dr. Sindhu and the Philos Trio will return. If they did, what do you think the movie would be about? Um, that's a good question. I think it would have to be some retrieving some sort of jewels or something that could belong to whatever sacred temple. Okay. See, I, I thought maybe returning the jewels. Or returning the jewels or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, to, to, to a, a Himalayan temple yeah, um, I mean, being pursued by Sindo's, you know, evil henchmen. Because, it, I mean, come on, at the beginning of the movie, there's this whole thing about, was it the Lemurians, which I had to laugh at that name. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're talking about a, 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 a Lemur-inspired people. That's just all I can yeah. say. At least in name. I like to move it, move it. But um, it, it has this whole big thing there that you're kind of like, what does this end up having to do with anything? Pretty much a big fat nothing. <laughs> so yeah. maybe they could continue that? 
Maybe, maybe. I think Jim just really liked the introduction to Conan the Barbarian and wanted to have the same sort of scrolling text on his screen. Of course. Went, oh, just, just make stuff up. Well, that was a very in thing to do of in movies of that era. Yes, yes. It wasn't a stealing, it was a homage. Sure. much wraps up the lost empire um so vanessa do the do the sandworms run every 20 minutes or is there you got a like uber do you call them Uh, how do you how do you get another sandworm well you know the routes vary depending on location it is a little bit more um kind of actually efficient like a subway system um but like i said doesn't smell as much so yeah and um Less bureaucracy and getting them to do what you want. So, <laughs> I'll sounds, take it. I'll take. Good. I'll take it for now. You have been listening to Witch versus the Doomsday Clock, a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Come join the rest of the Meat Popsicles in our Facebook group, Facebook.com/groups/Witch versus the Doomsday Clock. The replicant known as Witch can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram by searching for T-H-E-W-Y-C-H. Now, in the words of Lord Humongous, Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. Big thanks to my fellow podcasters for their support. Rock on, my brothers.